Hello, Discover listeners. Today is the second interview of our summer travels episode. And today we're talking to someone that traveled to Paris, Puerto Rico, and Mexico this summer. As I've previously mentioned, I'm not going to mention names so that our guests remain anonymous because of this topic. So to refer to this guest, let's call her Miss Paris. Hello, Miss Paris. Not Miss Paris Hilton, but just Miss Paris. <laughs> How are you? Thank you for being on our podcast. Tell us what is your favorite destination and a hotspot you would recommend on the Discover List app. Awesome. Thank you. Appreciate the pseudo name. Um, <laughs> I'll take it. Uh, whenever I get this question, I always struggle because I love to travel when it comes to just experiencing different cultures and different locations. To So to pick a favorite is always really hard for me. But it sounds like I got to have to pick one. <laughs> um, so I would say that one of the places that I've traveled to that just felt like a completely different experience and I loved it and I wish that we could have stayed a little longer is Bali. Nice. Um, unfortunately, we were only able to stay um, enough time to travel to Ubud and Seminyak, um, two very different locations. Highly recommend just spending a little bit more time there. Uh, I feel like you can get a very different landscape depending on where you spend time, whether it's more beachy or more green with a lot of rice fields. Uh, so I just, I loved it. The people were amazing. Customer service is like no other there um, and just feeling very welcome. Not to mention I, also very cheap. I, <laughs> I Yeah, I was going to say, and I've been looking into Bali and at one point I was going to go to Ubud. And so between those two locations, which one did you like the most? Oh, man. Um, are they both similarly? Uh, no, they're very they're very different. Uh, I would say Ubud is more greenery, rice fields. Um, but then if you go into like, you know, the city center, obviously you have a little bit more like restaurants and stuff, but nothing crazy like a big city. Semiak is uh, definitely a beach city, a lot of restaurants. You can like go out at night. It has more of a little bit of that party scene, but you can also disconnect at one of the resorts completely. Um, so just kind of depends how close to the beach you want to be. Right. Um, uh, but highly recommend going to both to get the appreciation for the diversity. Uh, nice. Of- well, thank you for sharing. Yeah. Appreciate that. <clears throat> and so where did you go this summer? And uh, tell us all about it. We, well, I previously mentioned you went to Paris, Puerto Rico, and Mexico, but tell us a little bit about these three locations and the approximate dates that you were there. Yeah. So I went to Paris and in full disclosure, this was definitely not a planned trip. I got the opportunity to go because my partner had to go for work and I got to tag along. Um, So it wasn't necessarily something planned, uh, just a great opportunity that came up. I had gone to Paris about 10 years ago, so it was nice to go back there um, and re-explore and see things I didn't. Uh, But this was at the end of July. Uh, I was there for a week and I was working remote. Um, So I was working East Coast hours on Paris time, which was a very different uh, experience working yeah. 3 p.m. to 12. But I actually really liked it because I had the morning to explore and walk around and do my thing and then log on. Um, so I did a lot of exploring and walking around, a lot of eating for sure. Um, so Paris was was a great time. Um, and then it, I got the opportunity to go to Puerto Rico for one of my girls' bachelorette weekends. So that was 
what was supposed to be a quick uh, Friday to Monday or Friday to uh, Sunday thing as any bachelorette weekend, but I decided I can work from anywhere. Why not stay a couple extra days? That's so the best. <laughs> I stayed, yeah, I stayed Friday to Tuesday. Um, as you can imagine, fun weekend with your girls, especially after not being able to travel with your girls in a long time. It was yeah. nice to just get out and get some beach time and who doesn't like being on an island? Very nice. And then Mexico, right? Yeah. Uh, so for Mexico, I <clears throat> uh, moved around a little bit. I went to Guadalajara. Uh, awesome. I've been dying to go to Guadalajara. Was it your first time or have you been to Guadalajara before? No, I've been okay. uh, a few times, but I will say that I, this, this is the most amount of time that I spent in Guadalajara. We actually got there on a Friday and stayed through Wednesday. Uh the dining opportunities there are amazing. I think it's definitely an underappreciated gem in terms of the experience. I think Mexico in general is a very underappreciated gem, um, but we just ate our way through Guadalajara. It was mm -hmm. delicious. Um, and then we made our way to Tequila Mexico, um, which uh, if anyone has been or has heard, that is kind of the uh, birthplace of tequila and where your tequila comes from. So as you can imagine, a lot of greenery, agave plants everywhere on the drive over. It's awesome. A lot of distilleries. Um, and then we made our way to Puerto Vallarta, which uh, was, you know, beach, beautiful pool area, nice resort. So it was a, a nice diversity of uh, places in Mexico as well, from going from a big city like Guadalajara to a small town like Tequila, and then ending up on the coast in Puerto Vallarta. So nice diversity nice. there. Loved it. Hard to come back, but <laughs> you know, got to come back to reality. Yeah. Well, that sounds like an exciting summer. Uh, were there any specific requirements to that you had to fulfill to attend these destinations? So let's start with Paris. Did you have to be vaccinated or to get COVID tests to get there? And so let's let's go, <clears throat> I guess, in order and tell us if you had to be vaccinated for uh, specifically for any of these countries. And if you didn't or if you did have to take COVID test in you know, either or or both, let us know the details of each location. I will say that. Um... <clears throat> So when it came to Paris, you didn't have anything, you didn't need any requirements to enter. But once you were there, um, you had to have a vaccine card or a negative COVID test to go into any of the popular attractions, be it the, the Eiffel Tower or a museum oh. or even a bar. So Paris, France has what they're calling a health pass. And uh, this is essentially a lot of like proof of vaccination or negative COVID tests. Uh, but everywhere you went, um, there were actually booths for taking a COVID test. So mm -hmm. in two particular instances, you know, we took a we took a tour or we did the whole Eiffel Tower experience. There was like a COVID testing booth for rapid tests right outside because you could not go into the Eiffel Tower without a vaccine card or a negative COVID test. Mm -hmm. Similar at night, um, if you were going out to any of the clubs there, um, they would not let you in without a vaccine card or a negative COVID test. And there were COVID test centers not <laughs> far away. Um, so they were very prevalent throughout Paris. So, so for Paris, when you flew, you didn't have to do anything. But when, while you were there, you had to show... 
uh, in different locations that you were either vaccinated or had a negative COVID test, correct? Yes. Okay. Interesting. Okay. Actually, uh, now that we're talking, the, my Paris trip was at the end of the July. So uh, sorry if my memory is a little fuzzy, but I didn't need to uh, take a COVID test to enter France uh, because as of July 18th, they actually were allowing fully vaccinated people into the country. So while I didn't have to take a vaccine test, I did have to show proof of vaccination um, in order to enter. Okay, that makes sense. Yeah. So so you only have to um, show the proof, but not take the COVID test. And once you're there, then you have to show keep showing the proof throughout your trip, basically. Yeah, so it sounds like either you show proof of vaccination or you show a PCR test in order to enter the country. Sounds good. Okay, well, thank you for that clarification. Yeah, no problem. Um, for Puerto Rico, we did... Um, I found it actually pretty easy. The airline actually emailed a email emailed me with the link of like, hey, upload your paperwork now so that you don't have to worry about it when you land. So you essentially either had to upload proof of a negative COVID test or your vaccine card. And then they gave you a QR code. And in order to exit the airport, they had to scan this QR code. Mm-hmm. Um, you could do it there, obviously, which some of the uh, group had to because some people didn't do it beforehand. Um, but I am a planner, so I did it beforehand. <laughs> yeah, but same here. I, I don't want to deal with it when I'm there. I like to take care of it before and just, you know, chill and relax once I get to the destination. Yeah, nice. Exactly. And then, and then- Mexico, uh, there were no entrance requirements Um other than maybe when I got there, I had to sign some paper that said like I had no symptoms or anything like that, but there was mm-hmm. no formal upload of anything like that. Which I, which it seems, which I think is what has made Me- Mexico such a popular destination this summer because it's so yeah. easy. <laughs> yeah, it, it is very easy. I will say that um, once you get there, depending on the hotel, they can help you with um, getting your COVID test scheduled because for all these, uh, well, except for Puerto Rico, but for Paris and Mexico, uh, getting back into the country, you did have to uh, show proof of a negative COVID test, regardless of vaccination status. Um, so and when you flew back to the US? Yeah, exactly. Okay. Coming back into the country, um, you had to show proof of a negative COVID test, mm-hmm. regardless, and I want to emphasize that because I think um, in one particular occasion in Paris, there was actually a mom with her two daughters that was not able to board the plane because she did not take a negative COVID test because she thought her vaccine card was enough. Oh, wow. Um, so I don't know where the communication got lost. And the unfortunate part was like, nobody checked her COVID test until she was ready to board. Um, so oh, she- wow. She didn't know she had to get one. Otherwise, she would have probably gotten one at the airport because at most of these airports, there are uh, COVID testing sites for rapid tests. Mm-hmm. Uh, so the airports make it pretty easy, at least for the locations I went to. Wow. Well, that's that's unfortunate for her, especially when she's with kids. Yeah. It's even more difficult. Exactly. Um, okay. So um, as far as restrictions, once you reach to the destination, you mentioned a little bit about Paris and how it was... You had to have a, a COVID, um, vaccine card or a negative COVID test in order to go to the Eiffel Tower and uh, clubs and restaurants too, I believe you said. 
Um, but, um, how about the other locations? Did you, was it easy to just get around or did you also have to do the same? Yeah. And I'll say for Paris, it was, um, yeah, for bars and, uh, you know, attractions like museums and national monuments. Um, but for restaurants, it wasn't the case. You'd probably just walk in with the mask and then take it off, but they weren't, they weren't checking, um, for your vaccine card or anything like that. Um, for, I would say across the board, uh, People were wearing like masks, obviously at the airport and then at the hotel for a lot of the places they asked you to wear your mask in in the common spaces. Mm -hmm. Um, But uh, once you got in, similar to what we're experiencing uh, here in the U.S., like once you walk into the restaurant, you sit down, like you don't have to be, you don't have to wear your mask, obviously, and you can take it off. But if you're Mm going to get up to go to the bathroom, uh, they would like you to have your mask on and all the employees that we saw at all these different places were wearing masks. Um, so the personnel is definitely wearing masks and they would like for you to just wear it when you're getting up and about. And was that also in Mexico? Yes. Oh, okay. Also in Mexico. Um, and actually in Guadalajara, in the center of Guadalajara, which is where we stayed a couple of nights, um, people were, a lot of people were wearing their masks and there were certain areas where, um, you know, they have in Mexico, it's very common for a lot of places to have like a plaza, what they call, which is like the city center mm-hmm. where a lot of people hang out and there might be like uh, vendors and whatnot. So in order to get into those little plaza areas, there was actually designated entry points. So they would block oh, wow. off they would block off around the plaza and you could only get in through a certain entry point. And at that entry point, they would take your temperature and they would give you hand sanitizer. And Mm -hmm. that was the only, and you had to wear masks. And that was the only way to get inside. Mm -hmm. Uh, So I was actually very shocked to see that. um, But they were taking a lot of precautions. Also, if you went to like the big malls in Guadalajara, so there's this place called Andares Mm -hmm. and it's a big shopping area. And they would check similarly. There are certain entry points. You go in, check your temperature, get your um, hand sanitizer, and then you could go in. Um, so it was just uh, interesting to see that being enforced there. But it was, you know, made everybody just feel safer and everybody's just being more uh, clean, which is never a bad thing. That's true. <laughs> Forcing people to be clean. Um, so, um, overall, given the difficulties you encountered in the different destinations, uh, would you recommend traveling to these destinations to, uh, our listeners during this time, especially because of the way things are now? Yeah. You know, I would feel, I I honestly feel like it wasn't challenging or restricting to travel to these places yes maybe you need to do a little bit more advanced planning in terms of like what is actually required Um, and of course things are are changing and evolving so what you research now might not be the case if you buy your flight you know two months in advance Mm -hmm. so I would just caution to just stay on top of like what's actually required right now we know that for anywhere coming back into the US, you need a negative COVID test. I'm hoping that one day we move into, you just need a vaccine card and that's it. Um, Mm -hmm. So you don't have to take a a COVID test or anything like that. But I would, you know, highly recommend that people do what their comfort level allows them to. I know people are, um, 
you know, under different circumstances, having to assess the level of risk that they are comfortable for because or comfortable with, I should say, because everybody has a different level of risk, whether they have small ones at home or they have immunocompromised people in their household. Um, I'd say everybody needs to assess the risk they want to take. And I felt very comfortable traveling, taking the necessary precautions that I had to take for myself. Um, and travel is always part of keeping me healthy and happy. So that is for sure. <laughs> necessary for me to do that um, for my own well-being. That is true. <laughs> Can very much relate to that. Um, as far as um, something that comes up a lot is people being scared of the false positives when you take COVID tests and they're like, Oh, I canceled my trip to X place because I'm afraid that if I get, if I get a, a if I don't get a negative COVID test, I'm going to be stuck in that country. Do you, did you, did that cross your mind? Were you afraid of that? What do you think about that? Uh, yeah, you know, it definitely crossed my mind. Uh, I didn't think it'd be realistic. I don't know. I just, I kind of went with the sense of knowing that, you know, I have the vaccine already. That's another safety net. Um, I It did cross my mind. I will say that depending on the hotel you stayed at, I did encounter one hotel where they actually had like the option for you to buy insurance. Mm -hmm. And if, and I think it was super cheap. I think it was like maybe $40 or something. But if it so happened that you got a COVID test that came out positive, you could stay at the hotel without any additional fees. Oh, wow. What country um, is this? This was actually in Mexico. Okay. Um, but, uh, you know, it'll vary, obviously, um, country to country. But mm -hmm. uh, that was a surprising hotel option. Mm -hmm. uh, but, yeah, I mean, it definitely crossed my mind. But I was just went with faith that we wouldn't have any issues. <laughs> mm -hmm. Well, thank God you did it. That's for sure. Yeah. Um, well, thank you so much, Miss Paris, for sharing your experience with us. I think this will really help everyone to kind of understand um, what the climate is right now, not only in the US, but across the globe and the different countries that you mentioned. I think it's important to keep that in mind. And like you said, uh, check your risks, the risks you want to take and how much how prepared you want to be to to travel so thank you very much for the information very much appreciated thank you for having me um always a fan of discover list and look forward to hearing some of the other tips from the other uh people you interview thank you so much and as a reminder to all of our listeners Discoverless is always looking to engage with you as a traveler. So if you would like to share your experience traveling this summer and would like to be a guest on our podcast, please contact me on I want to travel at discoverless.com. That's I want to travel all in one word at discoverless.com or chat with us on Instagram, Facebook, Twitter, and of course, the Discoverless app. Thanks, everyone. And check out our next episode on next Monday. Bye. Oh, 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 oh,